This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey, everyone. How are you doing today? As mentioned in our daily financial news, we have two experts today. And what better person to have than an estate attorney? Because there's a lot of stuff going on around real estate. The 1031, the stepped up base is going away, higher capital gains. It's enough to freak out a real estate investor. So let's welcome Rylas Dana to the show. How are you doing, buddy? Hi, doing great. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you for being our expert. Thank you for being the attorney on the show, the weekly show, especially an estate attorney. Um, now, nothing is passed, but there's been a lot of chatter in the last week or two about real estate goodies that have really been a part of decades of people's financial plans being kind of disrupted at the last mile. And I think about the people who bought rental properties 20, 30, even 40 years ago, right? They are, you know, life, life is the same for everyone, right? Father time is undefeated. And a lot of people, you know, are now looking at the end going, the game's just changed. I mean, Rylas, I mean, is your phone blowing up? Are people scared? Or are they just confused? What's going on on your side of the fence? Yeah, so I'm I'm seeing that people are scared. They are concerned about more taxes coming, mm-hmm. and I have had people that are um, that hold real estate, and they they have their financial advisors telling them like, you know, all the stuff is coming, you know, um, real estate's so bad, yeah. and and I'll, I'll pause them and say, hey, look at you know, like l- let's be clear here. Look, what is their incentive? What is your financial advisor's incentive for getting you out of real estate? Right? They they want more money, you know, managed with them. Yeah. So you got to be conscious of that. So, but but people are hearing it from all different directions. People don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there is a lot of fear in this topic going around. Yeah. So I think there's now, a, couple, a couple of things to just mention there. You, you talk about financial advisors. It's friends and family. It's everyone, right? I've, I've had several conversations with folks. Like I know a bunch of landlords that have decades of experience, right? When you're in this business long enough, you kind of collect at least a, a circle of influence. And a lot of them are saying, you know, some of them are saying they're so upset because again, if you're a mom and pop landlord, think you have 10 or less properties, right? The last year has been terrible no evictions, you know, the government or CDC telling your tenants they can't pay. It's been rough, right? Now you have the Biden administration coming in going, we're going we're gonna to pay for the family act or whatever it's called uh, with, you know, essentially your tax dollars. And they're like, I'm out, right? They're, they're, right now they're all anticipating these tax changes are 2022. So that gives them six months to kind of sell their properties. So there are some of them that are already listing their properties because they're not going to wait. And that might be a rash decision, but at least it's a decision, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is forcing it. And it's just, um, you know, at, you know at, as these things are changing, what, I, what I'm thinking is, is we're kind of going back in time some, right? Mm-hmm. If the estate tax does go up and we lose some of these goodies, it goes back to to what estate planning looked like in, in 2008, 2011, 
when the exemption was much lower mm-hmm. and more people needed more advanced tax planning. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you so about it, that. Cause you, again, you serve clients across the wealth spectrum. And I just wanted, I just wanted to ask you this question. I have no idea what the answer will be actually, right? When they come after the 1%, the Uber wealthy, and they take away stepped up bases or 1031 exchange, they still have other options, right? They can still do different trusts and insurance things and all of that. And if you have advanced planning and you can afford the best of the best, you're going to still find a way through this noise, right? Yeah, yeah, always. So <laughs> going back to that quote I shared a while ago about my friend from a Judge Learned Hand, you know, there's two tax systems, one for the informed and one for the uninformed. So they're, you know, the, the, the senators and the old money, you know, it, it's wrapped up in trust. You know, they, they don't want to take a hit to their family wealth and their family legacy. So you know, people ask, why is the tax code so complicated? And that's why, right? There's always, there, there's always a way around. There's a way to structure things. And um, you know, with some careful planning, you can often get the desired results you're looking for. Yeah. So what I guess I just want, really wanted to say is the, the wealthy, whoever, whoever that is, when I think of the wealthy, this might be more of an annoyance to them than truly a tax hit. It's like, oh, okay, I've got to go meet my estate attorney. I had to call Rylas. We've got to do another layered approach or whatever the right vocabulary is. It's annoying. It may cause alternative plans or more sophistication or breaking up or coming together. I mean, I don't know, but it's going to be an annoyance. It's not going to be a big money grab that uh, people are pitching it. And then, oh, by the way, I've been doing this a long time. If they're not going to see the revenue that they thought they'd see, they're going to have to collect that from someone else. And that's going to be the middle class. Yep. Annoyance is a good way to put it. Cause that's, that's what I hear. That's, that's, you know, when, when I talk to people, they're annoyed, they have to potentially change their estate plan again. You know, they're annoyed oh, that this, darn. uh, <laughs> this new threat. And sometimes it's funny. Sometimes, sometimes people's plan is, you know, 15, 20 years old, where it's really outdated anyways. Yeah. And, and they're, it's a compelling, it's it's like, a hey, compelling sorry, event. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Life change. <laughs> so, but again, what I see this as is, um, you know, right now, nothing's passed yet, right? Wow. Nothing is, is official yet. Even if things do get drastic here, you know, right now there's a, a blue wave in Washington you know, things could swing the other way. You know, what's not to say that another, you know, four, another eight years, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we go back to, to, the, to the way things were. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think there's, I mean, there's really two things that happen in this, right? I, again, like you said, the quote was, there's one for the informed and unaf- uninformed. I think the informed, they talk to their state attorneys, they're annoyed, they pay a little bit more in fees, but they're almost, they're almost, they're negl- negligibly impacted. And then there's the uninformed, like where I even put myself in and I'm like, well, I just won't sell. Right. You know, if you don't sell, no big deal. Yeah. So, so it may change behavior some, you know, cause that's, that's part of it where maybe you're more inclined to hold yep. you know, without 1031s. So because maybe you're more inclined to hold. Yeah, so it might change behavior that way. Yeah. Now the other thing too, we can talk about is it may change how you sell. Right. Ah, yes. So instead of selling for cash, Mm-hmm. This is going to make seller financing more um, 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 more valuable, I would say, or more yeah. um, 
uh, more attractive. Yeah. You know what? We're going to blow into seller financing in another episode because I think you're absolutely right. Seller financing is going to be the, if you have to sell because of life events or, or whatnot, I think seller financing is going to be the way out. Because again, taking a lump sum of cash is going to be punitive for folks. Uh, so we'll do a second episode on that. Um, so I want to go back to just one more run through of the changes just to figure out level of impact. And I know they all work together, but when you as an estate attorney think about these three things, um, let's put it, let's try to put it on a scale of zero, no impact and 10 like Armageddon. That's the scale, right? So stepped up basis, assuming the stepped up basis went away entirely, where would that fall in the impact of estate planning? Zero, no, no impact and 10 Armageddon. Where would that one be? Um, I I would say probably around seven or eight. I'd put it up there. Yeah. And, and here's why I put it so high. So the reason I put it so high, and then I'll tell you why I came back and why it's not a 10. Okay. So the reason I put it so high is it's an accounting nightmare. You can appreciate that. People oh, yeah. don't keep track of this, right? Yeah. You know, how many landlords were, um, you know, have been doing improvements for years, held properties for years, and they don't, they don't have good records of what their basis is. Yeah. So... Then they pass away and it comes down to the estate attorneys, you know, doing the, the estate tax return to figure out what the basis is, what you can prove as a basis, right? Right. It's what you can prove. So yeah, exactly. Um, now the reason it's not a 10 is I feel like basis and income tax, that's been on my radar for a while. Now, when the estate tax exemption went so high, when it went to 5 million, then 10 million, not many people had an estate tax issue anymore. So it, it became more important to make sure that the kids inheriting the assets don't, don't pay income taxes, Got that we get them another step up in basis. Mm -hmm. okay. so, so basis has been a big part of the planning, Got but I, I feel like a big, problem of it, a big problem is just the accounting of it. Yeah. If they limit it to um, whatever it is, a half million a year. And then there's a, an estate with a couple of million in real estate. Yeah. Then we have to decide. Um, I don't know exactly how, how it will be, yeah. but that year, that weird year with no estate tax, I think it was 11 or 12. Yeah. I think they limited the step up in basis to a million. Oh. So you could step up a total of a million for the estate. Yeah. And I remember it was a pain, you know, fi you know, you know, seeing what, if they had records and all of that, yeah. then deciding where you want to allocate that step up to versus what assets you don't want to get a step up. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Okay. So that's, a, that, I think that's right. A seven or eight. I think, I think that's probably where I would have guessed. All right. Next, let's just assume the 1031 goes away. It's we'll, we'll get rid of the $500,000 limit. And all that. Let's just assume for easy, for, for easy comparison. The 1031 exchange is no longer available, at least under the current administration, you know, four to eight years. Where is that on the kind of same scale? So in my world, that's a lot lower. I'd say that's like a four or five okay. as far as like estate planning. Okay. You know, this audience knows what a 1031 is, right? This channel knows what a 1031 is, mm -hmm. but the general public, you know, they might not realize that they can, um, you know, roll those, those gains into another property. Yeah, you know, if they time. have, you know, one, maybe one house that they inherited that mm -hmm. they've kept as a rental, they, they, they might not be aware of that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. I, I definitely would put it under a stepped up basis. Uh, I, I think the loss of the 1031 just slows transactions. I got, I got, I got, I researched a number this morning. 
according to National Association of Realtors, and again, the number could be biased, but that's my only data source, 12% of real estate transaction involved one side of a 1031 exchange. So I think what happens is you just, you just have less transactions. I just think people hold longer. Um, okay, now higher capital gains. Let's assume it doubled from 20 to 40% uh, for folks. Where, where does that fall on the zero to 10 scale? Um, I'll put that back up on the, on the higher end, probably, um, okay. probably an eight, probably a 10. Oh, eight. Maybe, so maybe that's the worst. Nine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Cause that's really what estate planning is. Sometimes right? in a, yeah. Sometimes in, um, now I don't necessarily do this level of planning, but like the, the, the nursing home planning, right. Mm -hmm. When you have someone that needs to go into a nursing home, when they're trying to liquidate assets, you know, to get to, get below a certain level, mm -hmm. you know, if they're, yeah. if they're trying to use some of those strategies, they have to liquidate assets and then also pay the gain. Yeah. So you, there's also tax hits as part of those strategies that you have to weigh. So, you know, if all the, if all of a sudden the capital gain, capital gains are double, yeah. you know, then, um, and again, that's, it's what people do with real estate, right? You said, you're just going to hold things and not sell. You know, if they're planning on selling and then they're going to have to, they're going to get a huge uh, tax bill. I had someone, you, you described the scenario on your video uh, a couple weeks ago, whenever it was about um, the advantages of seller financing. It, it was a CPA video mm -hmm. that you had on. Yeah. You guys broke down the numbers. I saw almost that exact same thing. I had a phone call. Someone, they, they got hit with a ton of um, capital gains. So they, they had a big amount in their checking account when they started our planning process, when we helped them set up a trust. <laughs> yeah. And then when we finished, we always review. Um, so after the trust is signed, I go through all of their assets and um, we talk about what's going to go into the trust and how you get it there. Mm -hmm. And basically most of this checking account, which what was a large balance was, was mostly eaten up by taxes. Uh, you know, capital gains and, and things like that. So yeah, yeah. It, it, one of the things again, we'll get to seller financing next year. But one of the things people need to realize, it doesn't take a lot. All right, if you bought property decades ago, you're going to be impacted by this, and you really got to look at seller financing because you do not want that hit under this punitive tax code. It's, it's not. I mean, I did the math with the CPA. I mean, you could get hit for sixty percent of the gain. That's a big check to write. If you if you've refied your property once. There's a good chance you won't have equity left over. Yeah. So this is um I, I think this couple, it was kind of like it hit them after. They didn't realize what it was. You know, they had the money sitting aside for taxes, and then most of it got taken <laughs> for taxes. So I don't think they realized um at like, the honey, time of the we, we can't go on that worldwide cruise that we thought we were gonna go on. We're gonna have to go get a paddle boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Riley, thank you for this. Uh, we'll, we'll shut this one down and we will bring up episode number two, the importance of seller financing. I think it is going to be the answer for the next four to eight years for anybody who's depreciated their property to zero. So Riley, I appreciate you. How can people follow you? Because they've got to call you if they're in Arizona or California. Yeah, so the best way to find me is my website. That's danalegalhelp.com. You can find us there. It has our uh, email, phone number. You can hand us and we can get up set up a consultation, talk about your plan, where you're at. And um, yeah. yeah, very cool. Thanks, Riles.